There's definitely a lawsuit here with the inspection that came with this place. Did we coordinate today, Daryl? Black? Is this Black Shirt Sunday again? I think so. Holy It moly. feels like a Black Shirt Sunday. I, if only I had black headphones. It's a friggin' circus around here, man. You should... I got... The, the roofers that were supposed to be here on Monday... Yeah. ...started this morning. I don't hear after, them. After... Well, you don't hear them. Yeah. A lot of the noise is done, but it's like a demilitarized zone here. And then the dog's going bananas every two seconds. Karma. Karma. Karma's upset. Yeah. She's she's upset. Well, yeah. She's just protecting her turf, you know, constantly. Absolutely. Absolutely. That roof. She doesn't want anybody up on that roof. Squirrels and raccoons are are no exception. That was the problem. There were so many critters up on that roof that it literally disintegrated. I got to tell you. There's definitely a lawsuit here with the inspection that came with this place. Now, whether I like that, you want to talk about that? Because I think this might actually become a thing out there. People are going to start finding it is. It's already a thing. It's already a thing. It happened in 2017. For sure. But like this inspection, you want to hear this? So we get this inspection and part of it says that uh, the roof needs like some work. Right. And they, they take some pictures of some like not so good looking patches but like it's held up we've been here for a while now but we knew we had to fix it so so i started getting quotes and and one guy goes up onto the roof and he's like do you know what's going on up on the roof there like where you really can't see anything from the ground i said no i've never been up on the roof before and he starts sending me these pictures it was literally like a tarp my roof and somehow the inspection report failed to mention or have a picture of this. Of a tarp? A friggin' tarp, man. Like, we started seeing, like, a little part of the roof start fluttering in the wind from time to time. And I was like, <laughs> it must just be a patch, you know, like a little yeah. patch. Yeah. The roof's like 800 different colors and missing a giant part of roof. And it's just like a big tarp. Yeah. And so... I'm pretty sure. And if there's any lawyers out there that are listening, like, let me know. Do I have a case with that? But there's more, TK. There's so much more. And I don't want to get into the specifics, but like this is going to this is going to start turning into a thing with for for people that have far worse issues than I have at the moment. Right. In 2017, when the market changed, agents have been recommending pre-listing home inspections for about uh Less than 10 years, I would say, you know, probably 2015, 16 is when it really picked up. But maybe maybe a little bit before that, some people will do it. In some areas of Toronto, you're like you're shunned if you don't provide a pre-listing home inspection. Oh, I can't believe that's not part of your services. Well, here's the the reason why. (laughs) If you, Daryl, had not been provided a home inspection report and you had decided to buy that property without an inspection, caveat emptor okay buyer beware Mm -hmm. would you be talking about a lawsuit right now at all or would you say i guess i should have got a home inspection 
someone probably should have gone up on that roof. Or was it because you were provided information from a representative of the seller that you're now contemplating legal recourse? It's because I had to rely on that because I had no time to rely on anything else. But I'm asking you a question, Daryl. If you had yeah, sure. If made I had that my... decision on your own without being provided a report. Oh, yeah. If I said, don't worry you, about it. Would like, you even be thinking it? about a lawsuit right now? Probably. But like, I wouldn't have a leg to stand on. Okay. And you probably and wouldn't, I wouldn't go after it. But I'd be like, the lawyer to go after yeah, them. I'd be like, dun, 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 drum roll. So by yeah. an, an agent recommending that mm. their client does a mm -hmm. pre-listing home inspection only adds to their liability. And if you ask a real estate lawyer, a good real estate lawyer who understands litigation, I guarantee you they will agree with me that these uh, pre-listing home inspection reports are a nuisance. And I personally, and our and our our uh, group of, of of representatives don't use them. And so far to date, I've had many firm offers without them. So therefore, them. The, use, the use of them is uh, uh, only going to work against the seller. Can we get the fan? Can audio guy? Can you do the fans? The roar going. We can maybe. Like all the, you know, I want but like. We, but we relied on football stadium right? type of fans. Even even though you may not suggest to your clients that are sellers to get them, buyers want them. Absolutely, buyers want. Buyers them. want. I'm them. representing the seller though. For, no, no, no. But I'm saying, okay, you're representing me. We got it, right? Yeah, we wanted it for a. We a need buyer. it Absolutely. for sure. It's way yeah, better no than no doubt going about blind, it for sure. No doubt about so, it. So, but so, but this is the thing. So now I have maybe an opportunity to go after a guy that's got some insurance, right? against mm -hmm. this kind of a thing because if they didn't have insurance they wouldn't be doing shit like this although mm -hmm. this is like shall i use the word fraud tk because absolutely i'll give you another example uh, yeah buyer oh. walks into the property Boom. one week after closing oh finds mold in the basement everywhere dun, 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 dun. goes to the neighbor and he says to the neighbor hey jim I got mold in the basement. Oh yeah, there's been mold in that house for thirty. I can't years, believe eh? it. Every time Jim I says, talked to Jim when he lived there, he was talking about the mold, eh? <laughs> Jim says, "Huh, I'm surprised the home inspector that they had there a week before they got it sold didn't let them know, or didn't show it in his report." And you know what the buyer, the new homeowner, says to Jim, the new neighbor, after one week of living in the house. What home inspection? Because <laughs> the seller buried it once oh, they found out that there was sure. an issue. In the mold. And now they know about <laughs> it and it becomes a latent material defect that they should have disclosed. And now there's more liability. Oh, my Jeez. God. Because their real estate agent said, you should do a pre-listing home inspection. Everybody yeah, they're going to want it. It'll help you close. In that yeah. environment, though, like if it wasn't part of the deal it just wasn't part of the deal like we were going anyways right we knew we right? were going in blind you were regardless. going anyways you love the house you weren't saying anything about home inspection you know, these people look like nice people their kitchen I, smelled good listen i, I'm gonna I go read the thing though no but look yeah. i read it and i I, know. I understand stuff so i was like okay i can live with this shit but like yeah. I guarantee you if there was a picture of a tarp on my roof i would at least have been able to like maybe Navigate. for the last you know, year uh, or, or more since I've owned the thing, like done the roof because, <laughs> you know, all of a sudden one night I'm, somebody I'm on there. the roof. Yeah. 
well, I'm lying there and I'm like, I'm pretty sure I hear dripping coming in through through the through the roof and hitting yeah. the drywall. Sometimes I hear weird things in my attic too, but it's no, all sealed I, I up. I've got all new everything up there and it's like, hmm, maybe that's a mouse or something. Well, thank God I'm doing this right now. I'll tell you though, like I kind of, I'm holding off on doing some renovations because I think in this current environment, we're going to have um, a lot more labor available to do stuff. Right. A lot more labor. And you know what? I was also thinking, let's talk about unemployment for a sec, because those stats came out and everybody's talking about them. I don't even like forget the fact that I don't think that there's any stat that means anything anymore because they're all so fudged up. It's ridiculous. But like if if I just take this roofing crew that's at my house right now, I would guarantee you that there are more people that are employed that may not be on a list saying that I have full employment right now. Right. Yeah. My my. My contractor groups like that too. Right? It's yeah. like, hmm, one guy sure. speaks English and that's the only guy I need to talk to. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. I'll give you a warranty even though you're paying cash. I'll get, don't worry about it. I'll give I'll, you a receipt. I'll, uh, I'll come yeah, back anytime you need me. Don't worry. Just call my number. We're claiming everything number. over here. That number don't worry about it. Three months you have to pay created. cash. You got to yeah. pay cash though. But we're claiming yeah. everything and we'll give you everything. You don't have to. I mean, we'll charge you 30% more if you don't, but it's up to you. I mean, right. you know, we'll give you this discount, the HST. This is right. the number. Cash or not cash. Uh, uh. And it's Versus- like, good morning, good morning. And they're all like. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then they start talking to each other and I don't know what they're saying. Yeah, but this is what we're dealing with. Okay, so the numbers are all. There's Gina made it in. Welcome. Hello. We got it. Welcome. We got it. Hands in the air. You want to do a wave? Everybody ready? TK, we're gonna do a wave. Gina. Oh Oh, man. That's better than the last one I I saw at the dome. I swear to God, when I was a kid, the best thing ever was a good wave at the Sky Dome. I will not call it the Rogers Center at the Sky Dome. Okay. And we had that thing going around one way, going around the other way, going around this way. And it was electric. And we were at like a playoff game. Okay. And they couldn't even get one time around the goddamn place. One time on one level. That section. You know, you look across and you see the section who dropped the ball and you're just like, man, those guys are brutal over there. There was a right? bunch of fans from the other team. They they blocked us every time. They just yeah. killed it. They had the whole section. It was done. We didn't stand a chance. And it was school children. That's that's what the, the fans should be. School children. Now, yeah. now they can feel more than one. They get stadium. excited. Yeah. Yeah. They got nothing to do. Adults, though. adults have like too many problems to get excited. We create exactly. them, don't we? We jump into We're situations on our we don't well. need to be in. They're pitching in the second <laughs> inning. Gina, we have Daryl and I have something really important to do right before we start the show. Okay, just because we always seem to forget. And if you are listening right now, like, comment, and subscribe. We will reply to every comment that makes somewhat sense down below. <laughs> Isn't too rude. Don't forget to hit the bell. <laughs> Thank you, TK. Gina, for welcome, that. welcome. Was- nice to meet hey, you, guys. Well done. Can you tell us how to pronounce your last name, please? I can, but you don't. You don't have to worry about it. It's Athanasiu. I was pretty that close Darryl. before. Did it's we not record bad. that? I was pretty close. Yeah. I mean, it's just the way it it, it looks like it should be, it, which is really the case. All right. Good. That's Thank most you. Greek names too, by the way. Right. They're all pretty it, simple. They are, but they break just... it down syllable by syllable, Daryl. You feel like you need to add some like. Uh, in there because you hear how Greek people talk, right? 
you think yeah, you feel like you're gonna have to add some greek flair into it but that's there it's just the way it's pronounced but anyways welcome to the show thank you for coming last minute all of a sudden gina's like hey remember you invited me on the show i want to come on the show gina's on a mission now tell us yeah <laughs> tell, tell us. us um well I'm, I'm not on i've always been on a mission but i guess uh i'm on a mission openly now I want to improve our industry. I really, really do. Um, I find that um, we've uh, we've become a laughing stock, you know, um, and I think that we need to tighten things up if we want to survive, right? Yeah. What are some uh, yeah. of the things that uh, when you say laughing stock, what are some of the things that people are saying? Keep well, in mind, think- TK is not on Twitter. So it's like you're talking to somebody who has no idea about our universe. And if well, I am, not, I don't read not, Twitter. So it's not a... It's uh, not just Twitter, uh, TK. So I think, you know, if we want to be treated as professionals, we have to um, behave like professionals, follow our code of conduct, follow the rules. And I feel like with the amount of agents that are currently in our profession, it's very difficult to um, have a standard that everybody really follows. And I think you will agree with me as a fellow agent that it's, you know, we, we do know that there are things that need to change. For sure. Oh yeah. But like, let's just get like into a few small specifics. So get, you know, is it, they don't show up for their appointment. They're two hours late. Is it, they, uh, you know, tell buyers to buy when the market's going up and that it'll never go all down. Of, what, what is all that? of the above? All of the above. TK. <laughs> How did I know? <laughs> okay. Um, so- you know, it's, it's, it's bad. Plus, you know, it's, it's literally the lack of professionalism. Right. Um, and I think it starts with the education piece. Right. Okay. And I don't fault new agents or agents for not knowing um, certain things, because I think, Age, uh, the education piece of how to become an agent is pretty weak, right? I mean, if we are dealing with people's um, purchases and sales, you know, we're talking, let's say in Toronto, we're talking about an average of a million dollars. I think we need to have a little bit more education and skill in order to be able to do that job well, right? And not, o- not only that, but like all these other factors that are involved that not like, what percentage of the realtors have not lived through anything negative at all? Like if they came in and after 17, like yeah. some of some of the pre-con people haven't even closed a unit ever. Right. Like, like this is the environment we're in out of 70,000 people, right? Yeah. It, 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 and that's it, just Toronto. That's just our board, right? That's just here. It's like it's an insane asylum. But there are some companies like I know Frank Leo has a crazy training program and everybody in that actual Remax West, like there's a serious training facility, but that doesn't stop people who are incentivized to, you know, sell a house. Yeah. Right. You mentioned mentioned Toronto. Do you think this problem is uh, province wide? Do you think that it's it's a because it is a provincially regulated industry, right? Yeah. And so that's what because I don't really know for sure. I know what goes on in Toronto, but is this something that people in Barrie and in I, know, I Thunder Bay so. are dealing with? So Donna was supposed to be on and we were going to have a conversation because she has been, um, I believe, board uh, president for Hamilton. Um, mm-hmm. And she feels very similar. Right. Uh, and Donna, I wish she was on because she is a well. You guys have had her on before and she is a wealth of information because she yeah. has been around for 
for a very, very long time, right? So she is the veteran and she has seen the change. And she's also not happy about, you know, the way our profession has basically gone, right? It's, uh, you know, if you look, so I, I was licensed in 2005, but I was around the industry since I was 18 and I'm I'm going to be 48 the, uh, this coming year, right? So it's it's been a long time and I've seen changes, right? I've seen I've seen changes, but Donna would have a much better, you know, perspective of it because she was trading in the in the 90s. Right. Yeah, and yeah. Um, I think anybody who has been around for longer than five years sees, you know, what is wrong with the industry right now. And I'm not saying it like, oh, my God, we're, we're we've been around longer and we're older and we know better. No, I think it's like we all have to stand up and say something, because if we want this to continue, if we want to do this job, we have to make it better, right? Like we have to raise the bar, you know, like that sure. cliche. Mm -hmm. But the, yeah, listen, some of the uh, more experienced in the bunch are the worst by a long shot. Um, like it's just, it just depends on the individual and then <laughs> kind of who they end up working with at some point in their career, right? Like if yeah. you end up in a great office where everybody's like, honest and open and they have programs and it's like a, i mean you probably still end up with a scoundrel in one of those of course, of course are, there right? are so the, then then the problem becomes daryl is where is the enforcement and where is the oversight right where's the responsibility whose responsibility is it to keep these people in line Right. And I mean, we all know the answers and it's not only the associations. I mean, there's there's a trickle down, right? Like the broker yeah. of record probably should have something to do with it. A hundred percent. So I was speaking with uh, with another agent uh, this week and we were talking about how, you know, every brokerage has a uh, a FinTrack compliance um, employee in their office. Now, why can't we have a compliance officer in each brokerage for for ethics right like police your own agents i i think that's really really important like if the broker of record doesn't give a flying you know about his agents then how how is anything going to change there's five investigation officers at rico for you know a hundred i don't know i don't know how many agents are in ontario but let's just even take toronto board over seventy thousand agents how is that going to ever work right Apparently, it does not, though, that that we're all sure about. It does not work. Mm -hmm. Right. So if 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 we want to if we want to start somewhere, maybe we need to start with the broker of records actually taking responsibility for their agents. Right. Because at the end of the day, as an agent, I am representing the broker. And when I take listings or I, I sign contracts is under the broker's name. So they need to take responsibility for their agents. Maybe there's no um, repercussions, like strong enough repercussions. There's no and that a broker, this is the business model, Daryl. The more agents you have, the more money you make. Sure. The, the Bottom carrot. line. Yeah. No, listen, so, the, okay, the, a couple one, a couple of them cost me some fines. A couple of them cost me some, you know, publicity. A couple of them cost me, you know, the cost to do relationships. Yeah. You know, and so what? I got, and item. I'll say this number and you might, you know, get the picture. I got 3,000 agents in my brokerage. Right. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, you know what? I'm doing okay. All right. And that's the issue, right? Is that you've sure. got to have some sort of uh, repercussions that are strong enough, right? Um, and I yeah. think this Trust and Real Estate Services Act, which, um, you know, has got a lot of uh, positive benefits for the consumer, right? But there's also a lot of things that have 
been thrown in there that are, you know, to benefit the realtors as well too. Um, but there are stuff that's, you know, supposed to be in there to benefit the consumer. And I think that those, um, those guidelines, those, those, uh, policies have to be enforced, right. And they have to be really, someone has to get the hammer, you know, just thrown down on them. And then everyone's going to go, okay, you know what, am I really just going to hire this agent? Am I really going to have, you know, uh, somebody come into the team and just let them loose? Um, you know, I wish I had the answers, but, but I don't something, I agree. Something needs to change. Anything would be yeah. good, a, a good step in the right direction. But like, yeah. so right now we have a really interesting situation because I mean, the market is cleansing itself, right? Because of the rates and because of mm -hmm. pricing and because of all the nuttiness going on around most of us, right? So yeah. the market is cleansing itself, not only of people that are overburdened by debt, but of the people that, you know, couldn't survive before. I mean, they're definitely not going to be realtors. <laughs> if, you, if you couldn't survive the last two years as a realtor, you're, you're pretty much screwed the next two. I got to think. Oh yeah. Like the last two years were like, you know, free money. Free Bless money. Sure. Well, I mean, it really was, it was free money from the government passed on to like Bitcoin <laughs> passed on to the realtors or pass on straight to the realtors or to the stock market and then to the realtors and obviously not to the realtors to us greedy developers Somehow the casino too, right? ended up with the money in their hands i don't i have no idea yeah. how that happened right. how did that happen but everybody in real estate ended up with the money somehow at the end of this thing but mm -hmm. but the reality is is that like now there's a lot of light on what makes a good realtor and what makes a bad realtor and what to look out for right now. So like that will help uh, um, as, as somebody we know likes to put it like that will help rinse out the, the system too. Right. And, and there's a few things that are currently rinsing out the system, right. Am among guys like him and his, his man of merry men who, who are actually having an, an impact because I'll tell you, I mean, I've never seen so many people scared to say the wrong thing so quickly ever. Right. And on a large <laughs> really? scale. Oh my God. Come on. Everybody was like, uh, Oh my, well, most people were like biting their tongues and didn't want to be next on the list. Most people, I'm not saying you, I don't know what you were doing. I know that I just saw, noticed a big shift in people's behaviors. So it's funny because, so Daryl, I haven't been on social media. So the, I, I actually, so I have had a Twitter account, but I was never really, I've never, you know, crossed that social media line. Um, up until less than a year ago, I decided I was going to do TikToks. And the reason I decided to do TikToks is because I saw so much bad information and just, I could not believe it. And I'm like, okay, hold on a second. If I want to make a difference and if I want to show people that there is an alternative to that type of uh, realtor, I need to I need to get on social media because I really do care about my like I chose to be an agent. It wasn't like my last option. It was my first option, let's just say. Right. Um, so I got on TikTok and then somehow I don't know how, but I did get on TikTok. And I think it's because um, our friend posted a video that I had made kind of like poking fun at um, at Realtors Not. I think it was when we had the second rate hike and I made a like a funny video with the Drake song, blah, blah, blah. And I got, he posted my TikTok on Twitter and I went on and I saw it and I said, you should tag me next time, right? And that's how I like, I was never on Twitter 
really and then I just kind of got on and so I don't know what people used to be open to saying without really thinking about they were saying before so I find it interesting that you say that you saw a shift because you would have been able to observe it right I wasn't I have a I, I I'm fortunate enough to have the lucky perspective of not having a realtor's license which really changes your perspective on things it really does I mean listen you guys have to look at things through realtor goggles I mean you're realtors right that's just the way it is. And you are motivated by a certain thing. And you have one mandate, right? To facilitate a real estate transaction, right? And so you're motivated by closing deals, right? So, so, so but from the outside, when you see this vicious attack on people and everybody all of a sudden is not as uh, loose with their, with their lips and not as... Um, out there with their statements or or definitive with their statements like they used to be because there was no repercussion right? right and there was a lot of people giving a lot of opinions because it got likes it got views right and then all of a sudden you just saw like you could feel it was different it was people were scared they didn't want to be next and people would sit in spaces and just watch and listen and anyways it's like it's it's important because the people that are supposed to be doing it didn't do anything, right? No. And then all of a sudden we have the CBC baloney expose, which just puts more light on another problem. And and all these factors are getting, I mean, they feel like shit right now. But good. Let all those shitty realtors disappear in this and let the cream rise to the top because it's going to be a bull run again at some point, right? And there's a lot of smart people that want to rely on good realtors and can't find them and get stuck with all these other ones. It's a real problem. I, I totally agree with you. Like it, it was hard. Listen, cream always rises to the top. And I think now it will be easier for the good agents that provide value and provide what we are supposed to provide to actually stand out. Right. It's not about likes or comment. Like it's not about likes or follows. Okay. I, I never believe that. And I don't care how many followers I have, how many likes I have, because my, my personal business was not based on social media. So for me, if I get, you know, leads on social media, it's a bonus, but it doesn't, it doesn't, make me or break me like I don't care but some agents are basing their entire business in terms of leads on social media so now that you're telling me that they're more you know concerned or like cautious good they should be because you can't out you know be putting out bs right like you can't like I had an agent like I have a I have a beef with an agent on on TikTok and I'm not going to mention any names but there is a there is a a lawsuit going out to her for defamation because you know it if you if you get hurt but hurt sorry I don't know if I can say these things here but if you can if you get but hurt by me calling out bad practices and then go after me with false accusations there's a problem right like you can't defend your your point now you're going to personal level stuff that's that's a problem right so and that's what i'm sort of seeing that there is a lot of um dislike for what i have to say on social media whether it be uh not so much twitter but on tiktok there is quite a bit of dislike from agents and i don't if you ever go on my tiktok you'll see most of the comments are extremely positive because the customer, the client, the the consumer 
understands and sees all these things, but the agent wants to protect these, you know, crappy practices or, you know, things that are uh, creating like, you know, that sales mentality. Um, and they dislike the fact that I'm saying, okay, when you hear this, this is what it means, or this is what they're trying to say. Uh, like I'm exposing their marketing material. Holy crap. You know? Mm -hmm. I think that's one big thing that is different in our industry, right? Is most industries, the biggest soundboard you'll get will be from the consumers. Yeah. Ours, it's other agents. Yeah. Right. And that's something that you always, it's, it's, it's a very competitive business. You know, you stick 73,000 agents where one in 59 workers in Toronto are real, have the real estate license and you know, the market softens. I don't know what the total numbers will be. My guess it'll be around 40% this year, the sales from yeah. 2021 to 2022. Right. This yeah. is the environment you get. Now it becomes, uh, you now know, you what can I, what can I find is other, wrong with right. that person and everything else like that. And it comes from a place of scarcity, right? It's, you know, people feel like they don't though. have enough and, and um, they start doing things that they ordinarily wouldn't. You know? Stupid not to have been doing it before because you know what? You gave up a lot of market share, you good agents that let all these guys in and didn't say anything. Because listen, the, 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 the thing about real estate is that even the scoundrels get to come back because they might have a good deal. And so... We always want to listen to that guy because maybe he's got a good deal for us. And yeah. it's the same thing. Like, it's like, oh, I'm never going to work with that fucking asshole again. That guy <laughs> did this on this and this on that last deal. And it's like, yeah. oh, he's got the listing. Okay, how am I going to work with this fucking asshole again? Okay, <laughs> maybe, I'll, maybe, Right. Yeah. And you find yeah. a way to work with the asshole because guess what? There's two and a half points at least on it. I've, for I've, you, I've right? heard that from clients before where like the wife hates the guy's agent. But every time like they yeah. bought a property, whatever, he was the one bringing it. And like he was yeah. like, I had to use them like three times because, you know, Da, 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 da. I'm but my stuck wife hates to him. him. I'm stuck right? with him. Yeah, yeah. It's def it's definitely an interesting dynamic. Um, the industry, but I think one of your earlier points, Daryl, was that even people who've been in the business long enough, or or you know, doing this and that, some of the things Gina and I discussed aren't happening with the experienced agents. You know, when I think what happens is you get this level of um, uh, empathy uh, or or understanding for your clients. Because when when something happens to your client because of an unethical agent, you get the wrath of your client, you know, really for whatever reason, they were late or how they talked or whatever it was. And so then you remember that. And maybe maybe three, four times you might do it again. <clears throat> but over the years, eventually it happens to you enough where your clients are upset with you and you go, okay, you know what? I'm not going to leave the I'm not going to do that again. <laughs> to, you know, ever again. Or I'm going to make sure all the doors are locked before I leave the house, whatever it is. And so at, over time, there's little things like that. So it's in the beginning stages of someone's career that they make these sort of rookie mistakes. The ones that you're talking about are the ones who maybe are unethical and, you know, financial matters or, 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 or you know, type so, of shady you, business dealings and stuff like that. Yeah, but you go to one of these for discount the most, brokers and you get, you go in and you're young and you get the wrong guy and he goes, Hey buddy, come over here. I'm going to teach you the ropes. Let's go for, for the most coffee, part, right? Daryl, though, a very good metric. And I know Gina, this is something that agents hate when you know, I've been in the business for 30 years oh, right and it's such a pain in the ass but the, the likelihood of you being a good agent after 30 years is much higher than if you've only been in the business for two like it's just it's an odds right it's, the probabilities are right, after right. 30 years you've figured out some things you've made some mistakes let's <laughs> just say 100 like, percent. be honest like, yeah, I, like I liked what he said though you figured out some things like yeah there's a way, yeah, but people yeah. figure out some shady. Things, I'm sure, Dale, but thing, I'm just, right? I, but but also the market. Even if it's like what, itself. but what percent you know? of the market of shitty realtors will have an impact when there's seventy thousand of them and we sell how many a month? 
I wonder like, what the numbers are percentage wise. This would be a really good stat to know is system. out of the 73,000, how, how many, many of them have been in the business less than five years? Oh, I mean, there was somebody, I think Jordan had put something up. I, I, I remember this, but I don't remember the numbers, but it's not like there's, it was that like, it, it was like 53% of the people didn't sell anything, but no, 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 that TK, we know. Yeah. But I'm talking, about talking about how many years of experience. And I think, I think the over 10 years is a very, is a small amount. Like, I imagine that the lion's share yeah. of people are probably in the first handful of years right like most people don't yeah. make it past five or ten most people don't make it past two i think it is pretty yeah. sure they gave me in the orea school they were like you know uh 80 of you won't be licensed in two <laughs> yeah. years look to your left and look to your right one of you yeah. won't be here next week <laughs> only four to five of us will be working somewhere else that's what yeah. happened to me on my baseball rep team my coach said look to the left and look to the right and and the guy to your your left is in and there was no one to my right <laughs> so tk you know you were talking about these minor pro and, and again leaving the lights on or you know forgetting to lock a door whatever those to me are minor pro those are minor problems like they are not like by far uh in my in my book they weigh very uh little in terms of like ethical behavior they're just annoying. and i think it's the ethical behavior that's that's really got to be stepped up Right. Because if you leave the lights on, you know, it's OK. Like, I'll give you a prime example. I had a closing this week and uh, like it was my seller and I had the buyer's agent barge in her door the day of closing without registered title, kicking her out and threatening to call the police for trespassing. Mm. I'm completely, completely uncalled for. Never mind that it's like a professional, like standard situation. But my seller now got left, you know, thinking that holy crap, like, is this how all agents behave? Right. Like, so I had to, you know, put out the fires and explain to her that this is not appropriate. And maybe, you know, if she wants to complain to Rico, this is, this is a very, very, uh, appropriate thing to do because that that's the kind of stuff I'm worried about. It's not like okay, you left the lights on or you were late for you know the everybody you know like we're human. Okay, Here, here's my take. Here's my take, and I'm and I'm a very like you know I I give people maybe I'm naive maybe I give people the benefit of the doubt. If you're an agent and you don't do a lot of transactions, right? You sell you're one of the 51.3%. You sell one house or less a year, right? So you're you're not doing a lot of transactions. This is your one closing of the year, okay? You're stressed. You're you know, you you really you might not even know that the seller has until, you know, title is transferred or 6 p.m., you know, that whole debate. You may not know that, you know, that closing hasn't even happened yet. You might have thought, "Hey, it's already done this morning." And your client is giving you grief and so you're you're under all that pressure. So like I would give the benefit of the doubt, not, I know nothing about your situation, but I would give the benefit of the doubt to that agent. Like, you know, that agent probably just didn't know any better and they were under stress and, you know, okay, we can understand when they, people are under stress. If they didn't know any better. So they should know better, right? Like these are things that we should Agreed. get in terms, like, let's say education wise, we should know that, you know, title needs to transfer block, like all these things should be taught to us at the 
but they're, licensing level, right? They're, 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 they're teaching about side of it, wells. Just, a just, lot of stuff about wells and septic systems in this course right, right now. Right. It's like just, just hear, just hear me out, though. Just hear me. Roof out. pitch. Let's let's one. say it's something else. Then let's say let's say it's something else, totally innocent. The fact is, it's a stressful job, and we're dealing with people's the second most stressful part of their life. First is death in a family. Second is moving. So that like, there's a lot of pressure from our clients. And if you're doing one transaction a year, you don't know how to handle that stress. Your emotions are wild and you're an animal and, and you are just probably right? borrowing money to survive. This. Like you're I, borrowing money. I know, I know broker, my point. Right? This is my point. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. So <laughs> if we had less agents, then agents would be busier. So there'd be a certain amount of transactions every year in the, in the real estate board. We limited it to 25,000 licenses, whatever it was. And you had to company. wait for someone to retire before you yeah. could take over theirs. Buy and then it. everyone would be doing more business. Commissions would go down. So the consumer would benefit. That's the truth. Okay. And agents would be more uh, accustomed to transactions. Because when I'm going through offer dates, like you know this, when when I'm doing like two offer nights a week and I'm listing all these houses and I'm going, I'm like a well-oiled machine and then I don't do it for a month. And I'm like, okay, I got to take that step and I got to go over here and I got to make sure everything goes well, right? Because I'm trying to figure out that whole system again because it's a lot of pressure. Same thing on the buyer side. You're making offers for your buyer every day, every day. Here you go. There's six offers here. There's seven offers. You know what to say. You're doing it really well. Oh, I don't do that for a month. Now I'm going in and I'm, I'm up till 11 o'clock at night and I can't sleep or do anything else because all I've been thinking about was that one purchase. It is an emotional type of job, right? So if people are doing more transactions, they'll do a better job and then less emotions will get involved and everyone can be a better professional. So yeah, I won't disagree with you, but I think if you can't manage your, uh, your uh, reaction to thing, even maybe you should not be dealing with people's second most stressful situation of their lives. That's that's my opinion. What's right? the first? Death. death and death and oh okay so but hold on a sec so a point i was trying to get to before is that we're in this unique situation where on top of all of the craziness going on out there and the interest rates going up and even though prices are going down the interest rates have gone up so much that it's more expensive every month to buy the cheaper house and now they're um not only are they going to bring in like the most ridiculous amount of people ever, which we've already cleared this year, um, but they're going to up it by 20% right off the hop, right? So, I mean, was it you? Were you at the DMV or whatever the fuck we call it here in Canada the other drive day? Test. Yeah, drive yeah test. you're getting drive tests. I've been through the passport ringer three times already Once. in the last six months. Yeah. And it's like... It doesn't take a genius to see everything's broken, right? Everywhere. Every system is completely broken. And now we're going to just throw more people at it while we're trying to like filter out the shitty realtors. But guess what? It's the number one game in town. It's like, it's the right? only, it's the only game in well, town, Daryl. It, it is. Well, I, I'll disagree with that, but it's a good game, right? And it's easy to get into and it's very inexpensive to get into but every yeah. ancillary part of it is the game right whether you're a mortgage broker or an appraiser or the guy that's flying the drones nowadays or like there's the just major the cleaner, yeah the videographer the editors like it's a crazy industry it's the engine right and so the engine wants to die and the bank of canada wants to kill it but they want to kind of put a floor under it with more people, I suppose. Right. But like, 
and then they make it easier for us to build more houses. But nobody's nobody can build any more than this. Like we're maxed yeah. out by a mile and we're going to bring in a bunch of people that don't know how to do anything. Uh, well, they're probably pretty good doctors and engineers, but they don't know how to pour concrete. So they're not going to be useful unless they want to be Uber drivers. Right. So like this, the whole thing is just so fucked up. How we like, is there a step that we can take now with realtors? Like, why isn't there a rating system on realtor.ca? Like every realtor's in there. Like we just have to add. We would them. abuse that in a minute, Daryl. I'd find every way to be the number one realtor.ca rated agent because somebody would figure out a way to make it happen with some sort it's of bot. Called you pay, you pay for, <laughs> you pay for reviews and you pay for followers and you pay for everything. Yeah, Come garbage. on. Like, yeah. you know, I like, it was funny. I was sitting on a panel like last year with, with an agent and, uh, He's like, yeah, I bought, I bought followers on Instagram, um, you know, and, and I, you know, I understand where these people are coming from. He's like, well, then I have authority because I have more followers, but he's like, it was a bad idea because my engagement went down. And I'm like, obviously, man, like you're buying followers. Like what? Like it just, it blows my mind. Like for people to do this, to seem like they're, they're an authority, right? Like you buy followers for authority. How about you be an authority to be an authority, right? Like show your value and people will listen. Yeah. Daryl and you I know? are like That's Olympic why we athletes. have no followers. Right? We're like Yay. Olympic athletes. We're au natural in the yeah. YouTube space. We do yeah. not use any performance enhancing uh, substances and uh, <laughs> we're, we're just out there. We've thought about it. You know, we've been pressured. We've been, uh, um, TK uh, is a performance enhancing substance. <laughs> we've been um, solicited, but uh, we've just said no. And uh, yeah, for oh, those reasons, TK? except for the ones yeah. we said yes to. Yeah. What? How many DMs do you get, TK? With uh, maybe you're not on social media, but like I get DMs on Instagram on to be, uh, you know, you know Forbes, like the magazine mm. where you can pay to be like top thirty yeah, under yeah. thirty or whatever. BS that is um or uh buzz buzz you you know you you pay to to talk I'm like it's like it's all so fake I'm like oh my yeah. god like I can't believe this world exists what's Daryl doing there Daryl <laughs> um you uh, could do that in oh, the uh, oh, Daryl we couldn't see it industry but what Damn. that was was it was uh Daryl's um, career highlight of being on the cover of an architectural magazine that <laughs> right? I did wow. not pay did for. You, you goddamn right I did. Yeah, that was yeah, great. I, I know, you know. I get all, I get all those things. Yeah, I mean, I've, and I've had them in the past more probably than today, but definitely all the, I don't know. Pickmyagent.com is telling me that I'm one of twenty spots available and all this pay kind of for stuff. It. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, okay, so. I'm like, Again, I, marketing, have, marketing. I have like a small following on TikTok. Like I have 5,000 followers, but awesome. Um, the, I always talk about, and I tell this, like I, I talk to, I actually, I'm not going to call it mentor, but I, I help a few agents that I, I think are, are going to make it. And I think are good agents and they should be supported. And I tell them it's not because, you know, they're, they're focused on how many followers you have, how many views, how many likes and whatever. And I'm like, listen, it's not about that because the, the the number of followers I have is I have a deep connection with those followers and they like I've received like my last closing was from tick it was a 2.1 million dollar home and it was from tiktok yeah nice. and this woman you know like people it can't follower count is does not reflect 
the power that you have. No, mm -hmm. it's crazy. That quality okay, so over quantity. Were you in the Twitter space? I said that to, to Woes the other day. I, like guys like that fake Steve Soretsky or what's his name? Like Steve Soretsky's ego. Honest, honest Steve. Honest Steve. That guy destroyed TikTok with one tweet. Like everybody ran for Twitter. the hills or sorry, Twitter. Yeah, I, I'm not on TikTok. I don't know anything about TikTok, but Twitter, this guy threw out a tweet, blew up Twitter, and you you start to realize, like, I mean, we even realize that with our few, like, what do we have? Eight followers now, TK? Like, <laughs> we have an impact with the eight people that follow us. It's but crazy. It's, it's so funny when you say Twitter, because I just want to highlight something here, Daryl, just so you know, okay? Yes. Who are You're you, in TK? a very small, you know, microcosm of Twitter. This is oh, just yeah. a bunch of people who are interested in Toronto and Canadian real estate. And there's probably oh, yeah. a, maybe 10, 20, so, 30,000 people max. It's a bloodbath. And I'm pretty there, sure man. Twitter has like a hundred million users or something like that. It's not, he didn't blow up Twitter. He blew up. No, no. He blew up you my Twitter, TK. <laughs> he okay? blew up Toronto real estate yeah. Twitter. Yeah. Like, he, but he, okay. The point is, is he made okay. an impact and he has three followers. Okay. Like he made a serious dent in a bunch of people's like experience and and people literally like deleted their accounts over this and people that took years to build up those accounts to the levels that they were at now of course you can come back from being deleted but like it's a statement right like they it's were very upset with what was going on and it like there's a lot of people at war behind the scenes in front of the scenes and all over the place over like this guy who just Nobody knows who he is. Nobody knows where he came from. I've heard his voice. I've heard his yeah, voice. Yeah, he's a guy. Yeah, he's, he's a guy. Yeah, he's a guy. And he's a guy that isn't one of the other guys that's voices I recognize, you know? <laughs> but like, who the fuck knows who he is? But man, did he like just... And this is the thing. When people realize the power of social media, generally they probably find out the hard way or the wrong way. And then they go, oh boy, now, now what? Now what, right? Now what you should know? I use this for? Daryl, I think we're around the same age and, yeah, I, yeah. you know, the truth comes out no matter yeah. how much you want to hide whatever truth you, you know, you've been hiding, whether it's yeah. me or you or whoever, it comes out. So be transparent, be honest. And, you know, we all make mistakes. We, yeah. when you make a mistake, own up to it. Suck like it that's up, how yeah. I've been raised. I don't know. I don't know about you, but like hundred percent. Yeah. I've fucked up. I got to take responsibility because nobody else will. That's back to my point when Daryl was saying, but people who have been in the business a long time can still, if they were really that bad, it does get exposed. Like, you know, something goes down eventually that sort of cripples their plans. And there's lots of people who, you know, you'll see, you know, in the newspapers or whatever, and like they've been in business this long or whatever, like they, they get caught. Like for the most part, to me, I think the market always handles itself with pricing, with with realtors being in business, with any business, with retail businesses, anything like that. You know, you can't gouge people forever and people accept that you have to be providing the highest level of product and services. Otherwise, the market will respond and you're you're out there. Commissions, same thing. Daryl and I have had this conversations about commissions. Believe me, Daryl, if the value was not there, nobody would be paying it. Nobody would be. Right. And sure. So there's, there's always going to be that sort of dynamic. And when the value is not there and someone can get something that's equal to or better than for less, they will. They know? will. And that's the oh, market yeah. will always balance out. And it's so coming. I, I and people have discount. to be ready. No doubt. I'm not. Yeah, yeah. no doubt. Yeah. 
So let's go back to this commission thing. And, and TK is completely right. Not, not everybody deserves the same amount of money, period. Like, yeah. and I'm sorry, I'm going to put this out there. The person that just got their license last month does not deserve the same amount of money that I would charge. Hands down. There is no way that they have the same experience or knowledge that I do that can help their client not barge into a house that hasn't closed yet. Not create this scene. Like you have to have knowledge and 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 understanding Experience. of the process, right? Yeah. So I, you know, I don't know how you know, I don't care what people charge. I know what I charge and I know what value I bring. Does everybody deserve the same? Probably not. A hundred percent not. I believe very strongly that they don't. <laughs> Sorry. More, more more importantly would be the 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 client's perspective. So, you know, somebody who's more experienced is going to be able to net someone more money on the sale or you know provide them more value on the buy because they have more more experience and that's why they're worth what they're worth okay right? so the, the client gets more years, value out of an experienced person yeah. than they the will out of someone who's years, not the the last two years a monkey could have gotten you the same amount of money so experience didn't matter because the market spoke in the last two years right so like that's that's the problem like so you know somebody who had zero experience didn't know what they were doing we're able to charge the same amount of money because the market did the job for them. Let me yeah. see what you're doing now. Show I, me what you're doing now. I, ironically, Daryl, the only animals uh, that are uh, exempt from getting their real estate license in Ontario are monkeys. That's it. Everybody else is allowed. I can't just need say to have a that word anymore. And, no, and, um, I can't it. say that word anymore. I've been well, uh, <laughs> I, that that's been taken away from me out of fear of being a racist. But but, but yeah. th there's three requirements to get your uh, real estate license in Ontario, and the first is you've got to pass some exams at some school that you know you may or may you might have to show up, or you could just send someone who looks like you. But either way, those exams have to be passed. I don't even think you can show up anymore. Two. Two, you have to be, um, I think, at least a resident of Canada and, and and somebody who's at least here, physically present here. Like you've had to have been here at least a few times, right? At least some, some you know, your feet have touched Canadian soil at some point. And third, and the most difficult part, is you have to have a pulse. Ah. Because no pulse, it's just, they're not going to give it to you, Daryl. Otherwise, that license, it's going to stay there waiting for but you. You can get a tutor, you know. For the real I used to course. tutor. So yeah. I used to tutor oh back, back like a long, long time. But when I first got my license, I did tutor a couple people to write their exam, but it was different. It wasn't like it is now. So it is it, crazy. Like, now. Ours was open book. You got to go in there with your book and you wrote all your notes in and you just showed up with the book. And you're like, I'm here for the test. You know, I don't know. There's... My and daughter has to down. like scan the whole room with the video and like you have to take all these programs off the computer and like it's like a crazy protocol and then if you get booted out in the middle of an exam like you've never seen such pandemonium ever it's it's crazy and you can't you i don't know, think you can't go you there know, anymore you i think it should be a two-year program in person like every other like how is it that and i you, you can you can sell something that's a million dollars in the most stressful situation of someone's life and all you have to do is do some online courses like it just it there's a form there's a form for everything you just press a button and there's a there's a form Optional forms. They're optional. There, there's things that a form does not do right like so really? the emotional intelligence and the understanding of the process is not form-based no i really like the idea that i came up with just about half an hour ago a limited Which number of like, licenses it's like great taxes. It's great 
And you know just what? Give but- out because my so my dad's been in the business since 1983, and he doesn't watch the show, so I can say this, right? Yeah. But there's certain people who don't need to have their license anymore. You know, he can live off some referrals and do a, like he can have that type of situation, right? And so there's people who you know you can or he can benefit. He can sell his license, sell right? License. So it's like, you know, Build at the end up. of the days, you go, all right, this one little kick of the can, final final show here, you sell your license to someone else. And so you have a limited number of licenses, therefore, yeah. higher level of standard, therefore, higher transactions. You can get unlicensed assistance helping you do a bunch of other things. We can the, actually create businesses for realtors, not just whatever you call the show we're doing right now. The right? brokerage, The brokerage can have a rating that, leads to the amount of commission people that are part of that brokerage can get and then you there's only so many only so many brokerages allowed well and there's only so many spots right and then there's only so many spots at each brokerage so like if you and they know how much they can handle this is all we can handle and and i'm picking the best of the best we did it we did it we did it guys how do we get there how do we get there from here though how do we take away we're gonna do it it it, it has to be grandfathered you have no choice but to grandfather it right so father what well, you, you, it's the only way to do it. So they would have like right now, okay, you got your license. As long as you maintain it in good standing, uh, you keep it. But this mm, is a long-term plan here. Mm. Over time, they're not going to give out any more licenses until somebody gives up theirs. And then they uh, they have a plan to to get it down to the number that they want. So it has to be quick. Know, it has to be quick and be. swift. Nothing technology is going to fucking swift eliminate happens, half that's of effective. them. Come on. So, the technology is going to wipe out a whole bunch has, soon. Well, then that's what will happen. But that would be the commitment. So then that way, because it'll change people's mindset too, is if you yeah. really want, like Gina said, this was not her last stop. This was, you know, her first choice. And so therefore, when people start thinking about getting their real estate license, they'll be like, okay, I want to take it seriously. They'll do a program like Foch did, or they'll go and, you know, shadow people and do um, uh, internships and stuff like that. And then they'll get into the business because they have a passion for helping people. Those you are the people like, we need. We don't need yeah, anybody else. You should have to own a house too and have gone through the process yourself before you could sell anybody else a house. At least one time. You can learn well, maybe, a lot in one transaction. Yeah. A lot more than zero. <laughs> That's yeah. for sure. Well, someone's yeah. got a lease. Places, and you shouldn't so you, you, you no, lease the place first. I was just going to say that. That's the opposite. You can't learn on a lease. It's not even close to the same. You do. <laughs> no, you learn a lot on a lease. I you suggest learn a lot, but not about, not about the right thing. Well, a lot of different transactional things, how to talk to people, how to deal with an agent, go back and forth, how not to get emotional, like importance if, of if uh, you're gonna times be a, and, and um, communication and all that stuff. There's a lot of lot of good. You can, quality. but if you're going to be a leasing agent, you should practice leasing. And if you're going to be a sales agent, you should practice on a sales team. And you should like when there's only 25,000 like agents pledge. in the city, yeah. there's you only won't like have to make that four- decision. Yeah, and you can only take like four youngsters a year and they're going to be vying to get into like the good brokerages. It's going to be like real Mm. school now, like how school was supposed to be, but for realtors. Leasing doesn't require a license. Is that a good idea? There's a question. That was a question. Let's not even go there because that's like a whole (laughs) other topic. Okay, all right. Bad idea. Scratch that idea. Leasing requires a license. We'll edit that out. But But an unlicensed agent, an unlicensed assistant can do your showings for leases. No, that's not a good idea either. No, forget it. That's all right. Two tier program. You have to go through a. you have to article. You have to article. article. You have to article first. You have to do your. What are the? What do they? What do they call that? Um, medical. Articling, not huh? residency. Oh, no. Residency. Articling yes. is law. Articling is is law. It's yeah. law. Should, yeah. How about how about we get rid of lawyers in the deals <laughs> altogether? 
that would help, wouldn't it? Reduce some some of the costs too. No, and, not, and no, no, no. Really, if if the appraiser is actually held to a different like standard and level that they actually have to appraise the home uh, properly, like that makes a big difference. If if you put like these mechanisms in place where you can now like go on your own and and be trusted to buy a house, like maybe. Uh, you need some kind of a, 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 a planner, like a financial planner to sign off that like, you know what, he can actually afford this thing. Like we've ran the numbers yeah. uh, and based on, you know, like some serious projections, you know, like maybe if he's 58, you don't count on his salary going up for the next 15 years as part of the plan. You know, I totally agree with you on that side, because I so I've I, I have a I have a friend who actually. Uh, does recommend that to her clients um, when she's unsure, where she says, you know what, I think here's here's a financial planner you need to, because it's not up to me to say, well, you can't afford this, right? And the mortgage broker is not going to say, well, you can't afford this because we're commission-based, right? Well, whatever, like I would say that, but a financial planner should be part of this process. Mm -hmm. They can be the same no matter what. They're just there to give their opinion. No, yeah, but then yeah. like you look even just as the realtor, I mean, how many like you're looking at these houses people can't even really afford. Right. And you don't know what they can really afford. You go by what the hell they're telling you they can afford. Yeah. And you even take me for an example with TK, for God's sakes, like we were in one price point at the beginning and we realized. Right. And I told TK, this is how much I can afford. And we're looking in this price point. We're like, shit, we're never going to ever get a house in this price point. Forget it. And he's like, Daryl, go get pre-approved. And I said, shut up, TK. Like, don't worry. I'll get the money. Don't worry. I'll get the money. <laughs> and like, but the agent has to figure out in this situation whether he actually can get the fucking money. But if, if, if the bank or the lender needed me to have a financial advisor sign off on it, like you goddamn right, I would have to do that, right? And then all of a sudden, everybody actually knows, including me, what I can afford to buy, right? At what yeah. rate? And what like, you what, should be buying. What you should or could be buying, not like mm -hmm. what you fucking want, right? And then yeah, not the how, stress test. And this, well, the stress test. Oh my god. Oh, we could keep talking for like another hour here. I don't even know if we got to anything on my list, but this was great. What was your list? Well, I, I, I mean, the green belt. What, do we have the green belt on there? The green belt wasn't even on the list, believe it oh. or not, because that just like flew into my radar last yesterday. Second. Yeah, we, we got the strike. I mean, that that Keep I thought we kind of talk about. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I was going to kind of segue into maybe needing a union for realtors. <laughs> no, we don't need a union for realtors. We, we... <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh, my God. And then, oh, we forgot about the giveaway. TK, you think anybody's still listening right now? Is it worth even talking about the giveaway? Yeah. We um we have Maybe one two people left. extra ticket for the loony December tenth first in December first in, in Toronto, Toronto at the Hockey Toronto, Hall of Fame at the Hockey the Hall of Fame hour. with the Looney Hour crew. Our friends. If you're a fan of the Looney Hour or you're a fan of us and or both of us, um, we're gonna be giving away one ticket to the December first show. So we will. Announce the contest next Sunday. Stay tuned. If we remember. <laughs> you have to you have to tune in next Sunday and then you'll find out how is... to join us. This will be a VIP Canadian real estate show event for one lucky we'll guest. 
We will be your tour guides for we the will evening. be your tour guide. Yes. Dinner will be provided. We didn't really at, talk about interest rates. Like, uh, I mean, those are pretty big things to not talk about this week, aren't they? Can I think today was good. I think this was about this was all about the Beautiful. organizational um, we, demand we had, that the we real estate figured industry it out. has. We figured it out. <laughs> we figured it out. But we did. Now but we have an, to implement. We need the, we need friends that can the help incentive, us. Implement. The incentive of the boards is the same as the brokerages. The more people we have, the more money we make. Yeah, we no. have to change the incentives. We have to change the incentives. We have to scare yeah. them. We need software that scares them, TK. Yeah. The boards, like, think about Treb's annual revenue. It's going down. And I want to see the books. I want to see <laughs> who the fuck is paying. I want to see fees. where that money's going. Although they, although they have had a lot of cool stuff lately, Gina, haven't you noticed? Like every week or two, I am a new so angry. Okay, here's what I said. I was talking to a client yesterday, and she's like, "Oh, you know what's the best place to kind of like look on the fly, sort of thing for like listings?" And I mentioned the I don't know if I can say the whatever you know the H S. Yeah, house yeah, Sigma. Okay. And I'm we'll like, you know, it. I'm embarrassed that as an agent, I have to tell my client they should look on House Sigma because it's so much like it, it's better. such an easy app to use. And so realtor.ca is garbage. Forget about Treb Stratus is like the worst way to like yeah. I'm so we pay all these fees and we get like the crappiest product. Mm -hmm. Because there's no other option. What if there was another association you could join up with? but what's the that's the private, thing. what's the private what's the incentive it. to go into like the, to for me to join that board train you it would, you know what it'd be like it'd be like the live golf tour it'd be like the live golf tour we need the saudis to back this new real estate board so that we can have this alternative to the pga tour maybe we don't yeah. need the saudis do we need the saudis do you know what the live golf tour do you follow that or no no okay so the pga tour right yeah. long-standing is they that like the Women's Football League that Trump did? Professional Golf Association, the golf tour. PGA so is pretty big. I don't know golf, and I know okay. that. PGA, on, big tour. Okay, so um, a company called the Live Golf Tour is starting a new golf league. They have started a new golf league, and it's basically like um, it's basically like a, a better way. So there's like signing bonuses, and there's like different <laughs> tournament tournament formats, and there's way for guys to make more money. And one of the backers is uh like a saudi arabian uh you know family right so obviously there's some human rights type of stuff that people have issues with whatever but really it's just because the monopoly that the pga tour has is being questioned so that's my did story you, did you know that the that the that korea has one of the largest if not the largest membership of all professional bodies and we are like one of the biggest um uh i guess like oh shit what's it called um lobby groups in Canada, federal lobbyists. Yeah, we need yeah. a good face. We need 100%. a good face. Maybe Stephen Punwasi could do it for us. He's we a can good get Kriya and Aria to I back like another Steven. municipal board, right? You just have another a new municipal board. So I'm going off on a on a, another topic here. But you have a new municipal board that is going to incentivize realtors to come here. We bring our we bring our listings to that board only, and we tell our clients you're mm -hmm. going to have only professional realtors that are the best of the industry who've got the best clients with the most amount of money Training. looking at your property. And we won't put it on the Treb MLS. We won't put it on Realtor.ca. It'll be on our new app, and we'll call it. We're paying them to work for us, not the other way around. Like. You know, we'll come up with the name later. We're gonna call it incentived. <laughs> Anyways, I liked I liked having a conversation with you today, Gina. It was, was great. great. I enjoyed it too, guys. Where do we find Thanks you? Where do we find you, Gina? 
I know Twitter, but yeah, what... tell us shameless plug. Where where can our listeners um, find you? So my handles are uh, Agent Gina One on Twitter, TikTok, um, Instagram, which I'd never go on, um, and that's that's pretty much it. I'm um, like, if you need to find me, you'll find me. Nice. We're gonna find Just you. Just Google and... her name if you're looking for. I think I think uh, 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 a good female realtor podcast is in order. Mm. It is, isn't it? It is. I was uh, hoping we would start the Beatles today with you and Donna. I was really hoping Uh, to make a connection. I love Donna so much, Daryl. What a great show that would be, wouldn't it? But you can't do it on Sundays, okay? All right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much. Okay, guys. Thanks. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Gina. 